Every year I know we gonna go hard. We been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will Welcome in to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. I am Wags. Joining me is my co-host Dane and very special guest, Packers tight end Tyler Davis. Tyler, how are you doing tonight, man? Doing great. Really appreciate you guys having me on here. Absolutely. Likewise, we appreciate you. And Tyler, first question we always ask all of our player guests first time they join us is, how does it feel to be a Green Bay Packer? Uh, It's a dream come true, to be honest with you. Um, You talk about one of the most storied teams in the history of the NFL and just growing up watching so many games, so many big time games. Um, just really means a lot to be able to walk through those same hallways now, walk across those bricks, walk into Lambeau Field, uh, such a euphoric place, such a special atmosphere to play. And it's a dream come true. It's everything that I dreamed about as a kid. I dreamed about playing the NFL since I was six years old. So it's definitely just amazing to be able to to live that dream out. It's been a whirlwind for you uh, over the last year or so, I think, coming to uh, – to the Packers. And uh, so, you know, you come in last year off of Indianapolis's practice squad. You don't start, you don't break camp with the Packers, right? Um, so Packers sign you off the, 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 the practice squad there in Indy. Um, what was that process like for you? You know, how does that work? Do you get a phone call from your agent saying, hey, the Packers want you? You know, I've, I've never really know how that works. Yeah. So it was actually a pretty interesting story. And, uh, hadn't happened to me yet until that day. So I had no idea what to expect as well. Um, was about to go to practice, like you just said, with the Colts. And I got a text from my agent saying, don't go to practice. I was like, what do you mean don't go to practice? Like, I'm always one of the first people out there. You know what I mean? That's just the way I am and in, in everything in life. I'm always just so early to the party. Um, and he said, don't go out. So I kind of questioned, like, what's going on here? And he's like, Green Bay is about to pick you up to their active roster. Like we're just finalizing stuff right now, uh, but you're going to go to Green Bay. I was like, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. And uh, usually, too, they usually fly you. Uh, they'll, they'll find a flight for you and do all that. I said, no, 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 I'll drive right now. So I rented a car, <laughs> and it was, uh, it was like six and a half hours from Indianapolis to Green Bay. And that was the fastest six and a half hour drive that I've had in my life because I was just so looking forward to playing for this team. Uh, playing with the group of guys that we have. I was just so excited. I couldn't wait. I literally grabbed my suitcase and I left within 30 minutes of of getting that text. So definitely was a life-changing day for me, a special day for me, and uh, just glad it all worked out uh, that way. That's amazing. And I've got a follow-up question to that. Were you like listening to music while you're riding or or what are you doing? You know, are you just like in silence knowing you're coming to the Packers? Uh, How does that work? I don't exactly remember if music was playing, if – if it was or not. But what I do remember is just reliving a lot of the memories I had as a kid. Um, I actually grew up a Giants fan, New York Giants fan. So sorry to the longtime Packers fans, but a couple of those Super Bowl runs with the Giants, being able to see them come in here to Lambeau Field, just seeing like that I get to play in that. And I looked up to it so much as a kid. I was like Lambeau Field in the winter, the way football is supposed to be played. Uh, You can see everybody's breath. The field looks frozen. Uh, obviously Aaron, uh, watched him for my whole life. Mercedes, a guy I watched a ton. Now I'm in the same room as him. So just 
so much uh, memories and, and just so much excitement to, to on that drive. Uh, so it was like so uh, special for me to be able to uh, be a part of this team. Yeah, and coming in then, you're, as Dane said, signed off the practice squad for the Colts. And coming in right in the middle of the season, week three, you get signed Packers active roster. So walk us through that because coming in as a tight end, that's a difficult position to learn on the fly and grow into and develop as it is. What's the first thing the coaching staff sat down and and told you they wanted you to focus on? Yeah, so that was interesting part in itself. Just playing my rookie year in Jacksonville, you know, you get a couple months to learn the system. And then you get picked up on a Tuesday, come to Green Bay on Wednesday uh, for your first practice. And it's like, hey, you're playing on Sunday. So definitely a different experience, to say the least. Uh, It's funny now when I I look back at it now as we're in OTAs and whatnot, how we have um, we might spend a week on one install and there's 25, 30 of them. I would just got thrown all of them in on a Wednesday and you're playing on Sunday. So just a lot of hours, um, definitely at first. And uh, that's just life in general, just putting in time to your craft um, and the effort will, will, will show, but it was definitely a whirlwind at first. You know what I mean? You're just trying not to, to, to sink. You know what I mean? You're just treading water, trying to retain as much information as you can. Um, a couple coaches grabbed me during the week just to help me out. Um, just, be like, hey, if we're going to need you in this spot, this spot, this spot, let's try and let you know ahead of time what's coming for you so you don't get thrown a curveball. So they did a really good job with that, uh, not giving me nothing I couldn't handle. So it was it was good on both ends by both uh, myself just putting in the work and then the coaches put me in a good position to succeed uh, coming in that first week. Did, did you have teammates um, on the field kind of getting in your ear too? Um, you know, or how, how does that work at the NFL level, right? You, you come aboard here and, and, you know, the first time you're lining up, especially on the offensive side of the ball, I imagine, you know, there's a lot going through your head. So are, are you looking around going, Hey man, uh, where am I lining up on this play? Or, or did you feel pretty comfortable when you first got out there? Uh, you know, I've, I've felt, pretty comfortable uh somewhat of the offense was uh carried over slightly from what i had in jacksonville so it was somewhat familiarity there um in terms of just the playbook in terms of that but i think what makes the packers so special is the fact the culture is so strong that when a new player gets there every player wants to do whatever he can to help that person mm-hmm. and it's the same thing uh now for for anybody and it's like Bobby Tanya was helping me out a ton. Mercedes were hanging out, was, was helping me out. Um, Aaron, if I had a question for him, Aaron on my first day comes up to me. I was walking through some things in our little indoor and he's like, Hey, if you need anything, let me know right off the bat. And uh, that meant a lot to me. Just knowing like this culture is special that the players want to see everybody succeed. And everybody knows that it takes everybody. It takes the scout team defensive end. It takes the scout team linebacker. It takes everybody. And uh, I think that's what's truly special here. And that's what I try and do now with guys that come in in our room, just like uh, Alizé Mack, uh, Eli, um, Eli also. So uh, just awesome culture here that they have, uh, something that I don't really think is in too many other places. And it's just a special place to be. So definitely the culture just helped out a ton uh, when I first got here. 
Yeah, you've mentioned Mercedes a couple of times, and it's not mm -hmm. surprising to me that he would be setting the tone in that room, given his experience, what he's done in this league. Um, and I'll respect, the, the, I think it's really neat that, you know, the other guys in the room, kind of a similar story to you, maybe not drafted quite as high. Mercedes is a former first-round pick. Right. He's been playing this league a long time. Um, Josiah was drafted pretty high, I know. But um, what does that mean for the rest of you guys just to have a guy like Mercedes Lewis leading the way in your position group and just, you know, showing you what it takes to be successful day in and day out? Oh, it's it, we're so lucky to have Mercedes. And uh, every day, there's not a day that goes by where I just don't thank him for everything that he does. Uh, there's never a day I take it for granted. A um, little backstory on, on Mercedes, too. Obviously, Mercedes played a long time in Jacksonville, and uh, he had the same position coach that I had when I was in Jacksonville as well. Mm -hmm. And all the time, uh, with some tight ends that had been there with Mercedes in Jacksonville, he'd be, our position coach would be like, just do it like Sadie's does it. Just do it like Sadie's <laughs> does it. All you got to do is do it like Sadie's does it. You remember how Sadie's did it. Just do it like Sadie's did it. So I'd hear that constantly. All the time thinking, what I know who Mercedes Lewis is, but what is this guy talking about? Yeah, I mean, I'm sick and tired of it. Like, and then life comes full circle, and you're in the same room as him, and you realize like how special the things that he does that mm -hmm. he makes look so easy. That is very hard jobs to do. That he makes it looks like he's not even trying, and he's driving guys five, ten yards off the ball. I mean, today we we're watching some cutups of of some outside zone, and he's just blowing guys off the ball. It's uh, <laughs> It's crazy. So I guess that's how Sadie's does it, uh, as my <laughs> coach would say. But it's definitely huge to have Mercedes just as a guy. And I think first and foremost, I think more importantly, the man that he is uh, means a lot to us. He's, he's a man of integrity, hard work, honesty. And uh, we just truly appreciate that every day. Um, obviously, as a player, it's great. But I think as a man, being able to go to him in certain situations uh, is definitely something that – I don't take lightly and just so thankful uh, to be with him. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's, that's so interesting. And I think so often people, you know, you think football, you think about on the field stuff, but for you to highlight sure. the off the field guy, right. And who he is as a man. I mean, is he somebody that, I mean, he's been in the league a long time. I mean, he's as old as wags than I are. So, I mean, he's been playing right. for a minute. Um, you know, is he somebody that gives life advice and, and, you know, you're a younger guy coming into the league here now, is he somebody that goes, you know, at this stage in my career, I did this right, or I did this wrong and you learn from that, or, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of curious because he is, seems to be such a veteran leader of this club. Oh, absolutely. He, uh, he gives advice on everything. And uh, I think it's really speaks to the culture of the team. Like he's, he's one of the top guys out here and uh, just, one of the most respected players on this team by far. And uh, it's just when he has something to say, everybody stops what they're doing and, and listens. No matter what time, no matter what's going on, we can be in the huddle on the field on a two-minute drive and Mercedes and if Mercedes in the game, you know what I mean? It, whenever, or four minutes, and we need a four yards to get a first down to seal the game, Mercedes is going to say something that huddle and everyone's going to listen to it. And it's going to mean a lot to – just know that somebody that wants that that speaks so highly of the team and and wants the team to do well, like you don't want to let him down. Yeah, I mean, when he, Mercedes says something in the huddle, you just think I'm going to do everything humanly possible not to let this man down. Um, so I think that has a lot to do with his just 
overall as a guy, like I said, and just his leadership is just truly special and, and very fortunate to be around it. Yeah, and going back then on the field, um, going back to last season, Tyler, you started off right away getting snaps on special teams, got offensive snapped your second game uh, at Cincinnati in week four, and slowly just progressively built up, getting more and more snaps, both on special teams and offensively, um, until you actually started leading the team in special team snaps, uh, starting with the L.A. Rams. Uh, and just so just tell us what you, what you mentioned, the work that you put in. So I, I completely get that. But was there anything that you think you did to earn the trust of the coaching staff so quickly, given uh, the point of the season that you came in? Um, is there anything that the coaches saw? Maybe they saw how hard I worked. I think that's something that I kind of hang my hat on is just the amount of hours that I put into this. I mean, I get to the facility by 545 in the season. I'm not leaving until 830 at night. You know what I mean? And um, a lot of players aren't on that same schedule. Uh, coaches are on a somewhat similar schedule, possibly longer um, schedule during the season. But I think they definitely was like, what's this guy doing around at the building at 8, 8 o'clock at night? You know what I mean? Uh, when they, they go downstairs and grab dinner and I'm just watching film, I think that um, probably was a was a reason why. And uh, not to get sidetracked here, but to, to give credit to another guy who did really good. And I'm sure y'all take this to, to him and however you want to take it here. But Rasul Douglas, same guy. You know what I mean? We would be in the building so late. You know what I mean? It was ridiculous. And uh, it's funny, too. We lived in the same place, too. So we'd always be like, oh, when you leaving? When you leaving? And, uh, uh, so it was just probably that, I would say. Um, they maybe saw that. Um, and then just I did pretty well when I first started out. Uh, made a couple of plays right off the bat, which was pretty nice. Just took advantage of the opportunity that was given to me. And uh, so probably they saw some potential there and just kind of took it and ran with it and gave me the opportunity to, to keep progressing. So. I'd say a combination of those probably gain their trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like uh, Lombardi time, right? Uh, another New York guy. So maybe it's a New York thing. To, it's a New York to thing, always, maybe. To, yeah, to always have that work ethic and, and be early. Uh, when when they say it's be there at 7, it's really 6.30, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's no that says a lot. And, I mean, Tyler, that early productivity showed up too. I'm sure that film work made a big difference. Uh, able to get a special teams tackle in three of your first game, four games. So, um, you know, I'm sure that the productivity part of it really stood out as well as, as the work you were doing behind the scenes. Yeah, you know, uh, for sure. And, uh, you know, going into that too, making those tackles um, three of my first four games, it, it's funny too because I never played kickoff before in my life, which oh. was was pretty interesting as well. Um, hadn't played it in college, you know I mean? Most – most guys in the NFL, I wouldn't say, played a ton of special teams in college because usually guys in the NFL are usually the better players in their college team. So obviously they hold them for offensive defense. But then my rookie year, didn't really play kickoff at all, not even scout team, nothing like that. And uh, it's funny, they put me out on kickoff and I was like, all right. I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing here, but I'm a big dude. I could run fast. <laughs> I like to think I'm pretty strong. We'll see how it goes. And uh, our team psychologist put it uh, a great way to me, uh, Dr. Chris Carr. He, he said, when you have no expectations, you have no limitations. Hmm. So if you have no expectations for yourself going into something, there's no, you know I mean? You have no limitations. So I went into kickoff with an open mind. I was like, like I just said, I'm going to run down fast. I'm going to use my hands. I'm going to snap off. And hopefully the ball carries there. And that's what happened. 
and uh yeah. so, so definitely just just giving it everything that i had and just like i said that quote just always stuck with me that uh for for situations to come in the future did you just like you know, I think of the Bengals game. I think you you had the tackle on the opening kickoff. I, I was going back on our social media because we were so fired up. I just you started just showing up right away on special teams, like right away when you when you came to town. Um, so I think you had that opening tackle uh, on the mm-hmm. on the kickoff against Cincinnati. Did you, does that just give you confidence too, just like through the roof to settle in for the game, like kind of take away some of the jitters? Or are you still? Are you still just ready to go after a play like that? Oh, no, ab- absolutely. That that play definitely sprung a ton of confidence in me that I could do that job specifically. Mm. And uh, so that was that was a big play for me. Pretty fun with that with that play, too. Sherm uh, thought he made that play. So I come off <laughs> from the sideline not knowing who. I'm like, dude, I'm pretty sure I made that play. You know what I mean? Here I am on kickoff. Don't understand what a tackle is. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm like, do I get credit for that? Do I get that? Yeah, I still don't know how, how that all works, to be completely honest with you, but uh so that play definitely just sprung a ton of confidence and just kind of leapfrog things uh to come in the coming weeks yeah i think what a lot of fans don't realize uh there's a lot that goes into kickoff it's the most i, I mean football there's there's so much symmetry uh, on the field with all 11 guys as it is but i mean gap discipline is so Absolutely. important especially on kickoffs and i there was a, a couple of times i forget which game it was i i apologize but uh, you said you're a big, fast guy. Um, we broke down some tape, and you were actually the first player down the field on kickoff a couple of times. Um, so uh, that was noticed by us. Uh, so I don't know, uh, you know, and that's not taking anything away from any of your teammates uh, because you're running down the middle of the field, right? So, um, and part of it is, you know, how do you get chipped, you get blocked, camera right. angles, et cetera. But, um, but that's, that was super impressive to us, Tyler, mm-hmm. um, that – you know, usually you see the gunners is the first, is the first right. one in your frame. Um, so um, I, I don't know if there is any um, football speed times that you have or if you've always been one of the faster guys out there. Uh, definitely just first and foremost is God bless me with uh, an incredible athletic ability. Um, that's first and foremost. And then second off just goes back into what I first learned of what going into kickoff is just, I'm going to run down there. Don't make it harder than it needs to be. I'm going to run down there as fast as I humanly can. <laughs> and then I'll figure out everything else. So I think that just goes back into the first thing. And I've, I've always thought I've been pretty fast relatively to um, my size as a tight end ran pretty well. My 40 ran pretty well. Um, so just being able to, to use my speed to my advantage definitely played a big role um, with those kickoff tackles. Have, have you always been, you know, you talk about the work ethic, right? You talk about being the first guy in there and that's never been lost on us. We could kind of, you can see the joy. I think you have a joy in the game. Now, is, is that a learned skill? Is that something that was just God given where you just have that drive? Is it a little bit of both? Is it your parents raising you? I mean, you know, I, I got to ask because you, it comes <laughs> off. We see you're blocking uh, on offense. You're a selfless player. Um, really impressive blocking this year uh, when you had an opportunity out there on the offensive side as well. So just kind of curious where this makeup comes from. Sure. Um, you know, I always think about that question to myself on, on where it came from because I have two brothers who wanted nothing to do with athletics, wanted nothing to do with sports and uh, two younger brothers. And uh, so I always think like, where did I get this from? My parents, uh, my dad was in the music industry. My mom was a teacher. 
Um, so I always, I always think back to that. And uh, I just always thought I was wired a little differently. I, I don't call myself weird. I just say wired differently. And uh, I was always like in high school, I would wake up at 5 a.m. I was like ridiculous. You know what I mean? Just always just doing something um, when everyone else is sleeping. And then there was a bunch of times um, high school, college, like Friday, Saturday night, I was working out. Like I was that guy. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't, it's just the way I raised myself. You know what I mean? It's just I thought that that was the only way to get to the NFL. My goal was playing the NFL. So I wanted to do everything humanly possible to make it to that level. And if I didn't, at least I could go back and say, I don't regret anything. I gave this game everything that I possibly had, and I'd be fine with that. I, that's just how the, how the chips fall sometimes. But uh, just growing up, six years old, wanting to play in the NFL, I knew that I had to sacrifice so much. And I realized the sacrifices that I needed to make. And I missed out on a lot of stuff that a lot of people wouldn't sacrifice on. But I'm pretty satisfied the way that things worked out and, and that I'm able to live out my dream. So I think it's all worth it at the end of the day. Yeah, that's so awesome. And I mean, I did. Did you always I mean, you say you football was always your dream, but was was there any other sports that you played or was that always football all the time? So, so I grew up playing everything. My parents signed me up for everything and, uh, kind of in middle school, they, we had like four semesters and you could play a different sport in every one of them. And, um, uh, my seventh grade year played four sports, played, um, football, volleyball, wrestling, and baseball. And, uh, the next year, eighth grade, I was a quarterback at the time, um, played quarterback majority of my life. And, uh, I wasn't named the starter in eighth grade. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. You know what I mean? This is, you know I mean? Heartbreak. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I quit every single sport that I was playing, figure out a way to become a better quarterback. That day after the season ended, um, New York, uh, elementary school, kindergarten through sixth, middle school, seven, eight, and then high school, nine through 12. Right after my eighth grade year uh, of football, sat the bench, came in occasionally as a backup quarterback, um, didn't play much. I went to my high school coach. I said, what is it going to take for me to become a better player? He's like, I don't know. I don't know, but you can come and work out. And I took him up on that offer. I was an eighth grader working out with like 11th grade guys, seniors, and uh, just working as hard as I could to make sure that never happened again for me. Um, Cause I was just so mad when that happened. Um, it's tough. I mean, it's, it happens in life too, all the time. Um, just, it's a tough pill to swallow when you put so much work into it and things don't, uh, go your way. So I just wanted to make sure that that was never going to happen ever again. So, like I said, went to my high school head coach who I'd never met before. I was like, listen, I want to be a NFL player. And he kind of laughed at me and, uh, was, I was like, he's like, you can come work out here. I was like, I'm all for it. So I quit every, every sport that I, um, grew up playing. Uh, and, and looking back on now, I don't always wish that, that happened. Yeah, you know I mean, um, definitely it's it's key to play multiple sports because so much of it is carryover. Uh, I played one year of, of uh, high school basketball, but it was just I was just a big man getting uh, rebounds and putbacks. <laughs> it was nothing uh, nothing serious. But every, every sport is relatable to football. Like I said, uh, you look at it now. Like I wish I was ran track. You know what I mean? I mean, my speed is good, but I think it would be even better. My form would be better. Basketball releases are just crossovers. Uh, it's all similar type movements that, that you're doing. So uh, 
that's one of my things that I wish I, w- I would have changed, but glad that it all did work out. Yeah. And, and speaking of working out, I mean, this is the quote that's making the rounds, I think, for a lot of Packer fans. But, um, you know, um, Packers GM um, Goody, he said, you know, Tyler Davis, quote, we picked up early in the year. And as his opportunities grew, not only in the games, but in practice, uh, you know, we think we really have something there. So excited about that. Um what does that mean to you? Does that motivate you going into this year? And and also, I'm curious, you know, we saw the opportunities in, in the games, but in practice, did that mean just, you know, he mentions opportunities that you were able to secure in practice. What did that look like? Um, you know, did you notice that something special was happening, like we were kind of on the outside? Uh, well, first off, it's, it's very nice of him to say that, but I think at this point, it's just, I need to focus on just becoming a better football player every day. And that's what I try and go in and every day, just try and get a little bit better than I would have yesterday. And if I take care of that part, then I should be in good shape and uh, things should work out pretty well. So that's really what I focus on at the end of the day, just every day, just trying to get a little bit better um, at my craft. But uh, definitely say just practice last year was pretty fun in, in terms of that, just coming in. I remember, I remember my first couple of weeks there, just, um, playing a little bit of scout team when I first got there, um, obviously, because uh, that's the only way the coaches could really see me. I remember Matt came up to me. He's like, you got to play scout. He's like, I got to see what you look like. Like, I got no idea. Yeah, you know I mean, because obviously the NFL is, you know, I mean, the personnel does a lot of stuff and then the coaches, um, you know, I mean, work with what they have. So uh, just I remember a couple of times where he was just like, you know, what I mean, his eyes kind of opened up. Uh, <laughs> I had a bunch of catches that first couple of weeks there on scout team did pretty well. And uh then they took me off scout team, which was kind of upsetting to me because I was I was having a lot of fun doing that. But uh, yeah, then towards the end of the year, just practice opportunities, same type deal. Um, you know, obviously the, the unfortunate injury that Bobby had, um, which was terrible, um, obviously made way for us younger guys getting more reps in practice. And then Mercedes is on somewhat of a vet schedule, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. uh, during the week. And I know he gets his vet stays off. So that opens the door for three of the tight ends uh, and, and Daff I think was down for a little bit um, a couple of times, but yeah, you know I mean, so that it just opened the door for us young guys to get a ton of reps in practice. And uh, a lot of the things that Mercedes does in the games, I was doing in practice and being able to show that I could do somewhat similar type jobs that he can do. So I think uh, just a lot of things worked out well. Um, definitely had a, had a blast and uh just goes back to just honestly just loving football. I mean, I love it so much. It's fun out there for me. You know what I mean? It's fun when uh, I'm making plays. I mean, it, it doesn't get better. I'm catching passes from Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? It, it's a dream come true. You know what I mean? You couldn't write a script better. I couldn't write a script better. So uh, definitely just all goes into, I guess, the uh, the opportunities he was talking about. Is it yeah. true? I'm sorry, Wags, but is it true? You mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Is it true that uh, in your pre-draft, uh, one of your interviews, that you said he was the best player in football? Uh, or, or did I misread that? I, I probably did because I do say that to this day. Uh, did, yeah, I was going to ask, does he know this? <laughs> does he know that I said that? Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, I don't know if he knows that. I, I, I said something nice to him at the end of the year. I I went up to him, I ran into him after the season, and I just told him, I said, 
listen, catching passes from you is great, but I just said just being in that huddle with you is the honor of a lifetime. Yeah, I mean, just watching what he had done his whole career. I mean, clearly going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, just obviously you see the stuff on game day. Y'all, y'all see the stuff on game day it's, that's on TV, but being able to see what he does in practice is ridiculous. Um, just, it was ridiculous. Just some of the stuff, I mean, he's out there throwing no looks like it's nothing. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, it's crazy. And then just being with him just in meetings and, uh, obviously the side that a lot of people don't see about him and how, how funny he is, how good of a guy he is, uh, always keeps the room light, uh, always has jokes. So, uh, definitely just truly special to be able to spend some time with him. Yeah, and you mentioned, I, I was going to ask about c- catching passes, and obviously when Bobby goes down, that's a, a huge gut punch, but unfortunately injuries are part of football. So you make your first catch then, getting some additional opportunities, the offense against the Seattle Seahawks. Can you walk us through that moment? First of all, was the play designed for you? Did you know the ball was coming your way? And what was that moment like when you see the ball getting uh coming your direction you snare that pass and and you make that first catch yeah so the play uh was not uh, not that it wasn't designed for me but it was definitely late in the progression for sure um they ran um some double moves um so definitely was trying to take a shot down the field Uh, i think they dropped uh they dropped maybe eight dropped eight rushed three so uh, or, or whatever it was, but they dropped deep in coverage. Um, so Aaron just kind of scrambled around a little bit, and I was down there in the flat, just a little late check down. So definitely did not think that at the time I was getting the ball just hearing the play call. Obviously, what I learned uh, as the season went on is that it doesn't matter if you're the first read in the progression or the fifth read in the progression. Anybody's alive with Aaron Rodgers playing quarterback. Uh, some routes that you don't think uh, in other offenses um, that are like for the love of the game routes. So essentially just running just to clear someone out and you've no shot of getting the ball. Even that in this offense can get the ball. So that's what I realized uh, after, after my catch. Um, But definitely it was cool. Uh, It was a cool moment for me, obviously an accomplished uh, dream to say the least uh, of mine to catch a, a pass uh, in an NFL game from Aaron Rodgers. Wish I got the first down. I uh, wish I had a little bit longer arms. My arms are decently sized, but I wish I could have stretched a little half yard longer to, to get us out of a third and one and just get us first down there. But uh, it was a cool moment. It, it was really cool just to be able to to have that at Lambeau Field too. It was was pretty special too. And you know, and I want to be mindful of your time. We could talk all night, Tyler. Uh, really, enjoying um, this. I'm I'm here. You know, I could I could talk forever <laughs> too. I'm, as long as y'all want to go, I'm here for. Oh, uh, that's that's kind of you. Um, be careful what you ask for. Um, but <laughs> um, but question for you then is: Do you have any moments that really stick out in this past season for you? Um, I mean. I, I think of the play that comes to mind for me is against Minnesota. You started on the left side of the line. You kind of cross Rogers' face, gets the ball in your hands, and you, you're able to kind of outrun the linebacker and get upfield for a first down. That was just one of those moments where it's like, this dude can move, you know? And, and so I'm just kind of curious um, for you, though, living in that moment and kind of having a, um, you know, becoming a guy in Green Bay that people are going, oh, Tyler Davis, right? They're, they know who you are. Um, so curious from your perspective, is there, if there was any like major moments that stand out? 
Uh, I'll probably say really the, the moments that stand out to me the most are not even me making the play, to be honest with you. Like I, there's so many plays where I was just in protection and Aaron drops back and throws a dime to, to Tay. And it's like, you know what I mean? You realize like how special this is. You know what I mean? How special these two players are. Um, just, uh, it's just ridiculous. And just running down to the end zone and trying to stay out of Tay's way because I never, uh, got his, he never taught me the end zone dance. He was supposed to teach me that one, but, uh, I'll have to, whenever I see him, whenever we play him next, I'll have to remind him he never taught me his end zone dance. But, uh, I'd probably say those are my biggest, biggest moments. I mean, I definitely personally had some good ones. Obviously that Vikings one was a good one. I'd probably say the one that sprung me the most was the Ravens one before that. Um, that was a big one. Um, just being able to hit that down the seam. We were in a second and long and just being able to get us out of that situation. Uh, double corner uh, blitz there, cat double cat blitz, which is kind of unheard of blitz, but Aaron being able to get the ball off quickly to me in the seam for 25-yard catch, that, that was definitely a big one. Um, and then I just think that there's a certain amount of run plays too. I mean, it's just not just passes. Uh, versus the Browns uh, sprung Aaron Jones for like a 30-yarder. Uh, we were backed up. Um, that was nice. I mean, all those plays uh, are are special, but uh, I definitely find more joy in probably just other people making some big plays and just knowing that I had a part in it. You know what I mean? Like my plays are great, but there's 10 other guys out there that are helping me out to, to make that possible. So definitely just a combination of those were, were special moments for me. Cool. For sure. Uh, Tyler, I got to ask, just on a, a lighter note, is there any – ever any moments in the huddle during a game that, you know, guys just kind of have a, a, a kind of a, a lighter moment that you wouldn't expect to happen. I, I don't expect you to tell us exactly what anyone said, but just kind of curious if you have any experiences like that out there on the field. I'll, I'll probably just say Aaron likes to keep it pretty light. Um, I think <laughs> there's a lot of TV timeouts where we're kind of just standing on the field awkwardly with nothing to do. Uh, we already had the play call and, we look over to the TV timeout um, time that they've left. And there's like three minutes left on the TV timeout. And it's like, well, what are we going to do here? So we'll go around and be like, anybody got a joke? And uh, it, it's funny too, because a um, bunch of the rookie old linemen uh, usually have, it's like a rookie thing to, to have a joke ready. So usually Royce Newman would be in there and he'd be able to say something just off the top of his head. So definitely keep it light. Obviously it's um Serious game and, and everything, but definitely just moments um, to be able to kick it back for a second. I think Aaron does a great job, too, also, too. And given uh, gratitude to the situation that we're in, there'll be a lot of times where, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be a crunch time situation. And he'll just, we'll have a break, obviously. And he'll just be like, take a deep breath, guys, and look mm-hmm. around. Look around at Lambeau Field. Like, we get to do this. Like, this is Lambeau Field, the mecca of NFL football. And we get to play in front of all these amazing fans, the millions of people that are watching. We get to do this. We don't have to. We get to. So I think he does a great job in just keeping it light in that aspect as well. That's so yeah, cool. for sure. Just kind of transitioning then off the field. Um, saw that you got engaged this offseason, so congrats for I that. Did. Thank you. Yeah, Thank yeah. So what – just what have you been doing to take some time away? Obviously I'm sure spending time with fiance, family, friends, 
but um, just to get away from football a little bit this off season, any, anything that you like to do to relax and, and get some time away from football? Uh, you know what? I'll tell you what, just planning that engagement was a event in itself. I <laughs> applaud every single event planner, uh, marriage planner out there uh, for the things that y'all do to, to make things possible. So I'd probably say that took up a little bit of time, but just spending time with her was definitely special this off season. Just uh, being able to relax after uh, this, the year that we had. I mean, we were in three different cities in a month, as, as y'all know. You know, I mean, Jacksonville, Indy, and then the Packers all. In the, I think I got cut on September first from the Jags, and then was here the twenty seventh. Uh, you know, what I mean, stopped in Indy in the way. So definitely was good to be able to kick back a little bit and and relax after the season. Um, we, we, I go down to Atlanta during the off season. So, um, definitely good to see family and friends down there. Uh, spend a lot of time with her. Uh, we, we got a new puppy, uh, last summer. So be able to spend some time in the yard with him, hoping that he's turning me into a better football player running in the yard <laughs> with him. So we'll, we'll have to see about that. Uh, I've been working some of my, uh, post catch moves on him. So making him miss. So maybe we can make some NFL defenders miss, but uh, just relaxed in general, nothing, nothing crazy. Um, checked out a couple wedding venues, which was cool. Um, so just really just kicked back, relaxed, nothing crazy. Do you have any musical talent? You mentioned your mom's a music teacher. Your dad was in the musical industry. Did you, you grow up playing any, any instruments? You, you know, you do any of that? I sure do. Played what the, uh, Played the drums my whole life. Played the whole drums my whole life. My drum set is still back in my basement. I used to wake up the whole neighborhood. Um, like I said, I was an early, I was an early bird too. So I apologize to all the neighbors. I'd always wake them up, but uh, playing in my basement. But yeah, I grew up playing the drums. Um, know a couple things on piano. Um, used to really be pretty good uh, at the drums. Haven't done it as much obviously recently. I don't have my kit with me, but. Uh, whenever I go home, I mess around a little bit and uh, have some fun on it. Um, my dad, uh, that's how my parents met. You know, I mean, my mom was in the music industry and um, my dad managed bands and uh, that's how they met. Then my mom quit uh, when she had kids and then became a teacher. But uh, definitely it was just in my blood, in my DNA, the way that I was raised. So music is always in me. I love music now. Um wish I had my drum kit with me. I've, I've been thinking about getting one of those electric ones just yeah. to mess around a little bit, but yep. Grew up since I was five years old playing the drums. So, well, for, I think you should see if you can get that in a locker room pregame. I think you can get the guys pretty <laughs> right. stoked up. Um, alternate universe then Tyler, if you're not playing football, what, what band would you be, you know, playing the drums for if you had a, a choice? Man, I'll probably say Luke Combs probably. Yeah, uh, definitely. Just always gravitated towards country music. Uh, love country music. Um, not gonna lie to you, that uh, went to that Morgan Wallen concert last week in Green Bay. I you did, mind yeah. Being the drummer, not being, not wouldn't mind being the the drummer in that in, in Morgan Wallen's band as well. So uh, it'd be pretty cool to be able to do that. I always, I always say, maybe, maybe post football, we'll see. Yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. And uh, before the games, I mean, staying on the music uh, vein here, uh, what are you listening to? You listen to anything special to get yourself hyped up? Uh, I probably say for me, it's a lot of not really pump up music. I'm 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 probably very different from a lot of players. I'm more so uh, Christian music, um, light music, 
Um, I don't like to go into a game like all crazy and banging my head against lockers. Uh, that's just not the way that, that I play. Um, uh, when that happens, I get too tight, you know what I mean? And that's when mistakes come. So I kind of like to go into games, not laid back, but just a little swagger, a little coolness about myself. Um, so I don't try and get too jacked up uh, before the games. Also, too, uh, just in the college, I remember a bunch of times, like, there was a couple of games where I was listening to all that stuff. And I, by the start of the game, I was gassed. I just listening to too much music, getting my pregame uh, routine too much that I was like, I got to take a step back here and, and relax a little bit. Yeah, you know I mean, mm-hmm. so there's usually a couple songs that uh, that I listen to just to get me in the zone and just uh, so nothing crazy, uh, more so soothing and relaxing music to start. Uh, Tyler, I, I, I know Dane said we wanted to respect your time. I said 20 minutes when we started and we're going up past 40. Uh, but I do have one last question for you. Just Whatever you need. Yeah. Um, you've got the OTAs to, to go through off-season programs yet before you start thinking about training camp. But I, I got to ask, just, just looking ahead here, uh, year three in the league, year two with the Packers, what are some goals that you have just personally um, looking ahead to this upcoming season? It's really just do whatever I can for this football team. I think that's how I look at it. I don't really look at the long-term stuff. I really just, honestly, I go into every day focusing on one or two things. Um, I write it down. I write down what I want to get better at that day. And then I go back on the film and I can check off that I completed it that I got better at a certain thing. And, you know, I mean, it's small stuff. Um, it's, it's nothing crazy. I mean, I go in every day, like, let me work on my first step on outside zone. Let me work my second step on a gap scheme. It's small little things that I go in every day is goals. And what I've realized is that when you keep stacking those little goals, little goals, little goals, little goals, those things turn out the way that you want them to at the end. You know I mean? It'll turn into what you want. So I kind of don't get caught up in be this great player, do all this. You know what I mean? What is that? I don't know. You know what I mean? But I could tell you if my first step on outside zone was good or not. You know what I mean? So that's what I kind of go in every day thinking. I think that's my goal every day is just get a little bit better at what I'm doing. I think, like I said, just writing that stuff down every day keeps me conscious of what I need to improve at. Um, Like I said, um, it's cool, too, at this point for me. Like I told you before, when I got here during the season, you know, I mean, everything was kind of thrown at me. Uh, everything was thrown on my plate. And like I said, I was trying not to, to sink. And now going through it a second time, obviously Hackett's gone. and But the, the system is the same with Steno uh, still there. Being able to go through it year two for the second time. And it's not game week. You know what I mean? There's no pressure of playing a team. Being able to go through that stuff is so critical for me just – going through it a second time because I brushed over it. You know, I just touched the surface when I, when everything was thrown at me. Now I'm getting to the 300 level, the 400 level, the 500 level of the play. You know what I mean? Just being able to take my game to another level. And so I'd probably say just that that's one of my goals right there is just taking my game to another level and just learn the, the, the details of everything in our playbook to take my game to another level. 
Well, Tyler, I can't, I can't tell you how happy we are that you're on the team, that you're with the Packers. I appreciate it. Sincerely mean that. And thank you for joining our podcast tonight. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, Before we let you go, we'd love it if you could just give us a good hearty go pack go. I got you ready for everybody that's watching. Go pack go. (laughs) Love it. Folks, Tyler Davis, tight end for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I think you are our uh, breakout candidate on the offensive side this year. We think you're going to have a monster year here in Green Bay. Great guy on the field and off the field. Thank you so much for joining Lombardi's Legends, Tyler. Yep, have a great one, Tyler. Have a good night. Thank you so much. Yep. Good night. All right. So, Dane, I think uh, we'll transition here into our – Sponsor DraftKings Sportsbook, yeah. um, official sports betting partner of the NFL. As we take a little bit of a break here, and then we'll recap. Um, so, Dane, um, it's not NFL season playoff time, but um, we want to make sure to share DraftKings Sportsbook promo code TPPN. And uh, although the Bucks lost. Dane, uh, has, you, has you and your wife, Andrea, made a transition to you, how you're going to utilize DraftKings Sportsbook for the rest of this NBA playoff season? I mean, I think that we're just going to have to be fair weather fans going forward for basketball. We, we wouldn't dare do that with the Packers, but in basketball, we've got a little bit more leeway here. Um, so I think that, you know, Andrea is kind of scoping out what's going on going forward. She, she loves watching um, Curry and some of those guys out there out West. So there's a lot of other great teams uh, that I think that we're going to be able to, to bet on. And Andrea just loves playing DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, folks, use promo code TPPN. It makes watching these games, even with the Bucks out, uh, enjoyable because you can place a small bet. You can watch the game. You can win some uh, some money. Thanks again to DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, folks, use promo code TPPN. Have some fun. Bet on these playoff games today. Yep. So download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TPPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, Dane, that was awesome. Um, I honestly believe Tyler might have stayed on with us for like another yeah, another bit. He just you can tell how passionate he is mm-hmm. about just talking about football. Yeah, I, you know, all the guys we have on are awesome, and they love talking football. So it's not like he's the only one we've talked to, but it's pretty evident that he just digs talking about football and um, it's pretty easy to see why he impressed the coaching staff and the front office uh, pretty quickly uh, in his time in Green Bay. Legs. I mean, he, before we talked to him, you know, just watching how he went about his business, you could tell he loved the game. It was a question I had prepared was, you know, the, the whole, like, you know, where's the passion come from? And then he's talking about it and it's like, where does it come from? I, I just, I'm, I'm so impressed by him. Really. I said a great guy off the field too, but I just, um, what a mindset. I love the, 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 um, the wisdom and the mindset that he comes in to play with. And I'm, I'm serious. I think Tyler Davis is a starting tight end in this league. And I think the Packers have a guy and I know Goody said it, but I sincerely mean it. I think he's a starting tight end for the Packers this year. Yeah. It's easy to forget that most tight ends take two or three years to develop because they need to learn how to block. 
They need to learn all the pass catching plays. They need to learn all of the intricacies of uh, the offense. And and with Aaron, as Tyler said, it doesn't matter what route you're running. You've got to have your head on a swivel because uh, that football could be coming your way anytime. Um, uh, Aaron's going to have his nonverbal communication. And for a guy to come in uh, early on and get on the same page with the quarterback that's been doing it forever, uh, that takes special ability, a lot of hard work. Um, so uh, those are the things that stand out. And I love that he did single out Razul Douglas. We, we've yeah. heard the stories. We all have heard the stories of how hard Razul worked. And the coach has said, well, he must be single because he's, he's not going home. Uh, Tyler is not single. <laughs> and he was still putting in the hours. So, um, you know, uh, his, his fiance must be an absolute saint. Um, yeah. And I'm sure I'm sure he puts in a lot of time with her, too, when he does have downtime. But still, um, that's that's just really cool that he is one of those guys that just gets it. Yeah. Um, never plays special teams. That's stunning it's to insane. me. That's I, insane. I, I, yeah. I, isn't were you surprised by that? Dean? Because I, I, yeah. I get it. He's right. Not a lot of guys that play at the NFL level may have played as much special teams. But I don't think it's that unique uh, that especially defensive players, their first year or two in college are playing a lot of special teams. Um, so it, it, that was shocking to me. Uh, first right. time ever goes on uh, kickoffs and he was maybe our best, you know, coverage guy on yes. kickoff. You could argue last yeah, year. And, and having never done cover until the NFL level. And the fact that he's getting down there, as you mentioned, very astutely in the pot, he's the first dude down there and he gets down, he breaks down and makes plays too. He's not out of control. I mean, it's incredible. I, I think um, the only downside to him earning more offensive snaps is that they might pull him off of special teams. He's just, he's a contributor, right? He's a, you win with guys like Tyler Davis. And that's why I was so excited to get him on today. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I the, my only regret is that we couldn't talk more about what he's been doing this offseason. But maybe we'll have an opportunity to bring him back on um, sometime uh, middle or later or after next season um, and uh, be able to talk more about uh, an even bigger opportunity, as you said, that I think he has in front of him. So, yeah. um, Dane, any other thoughts on Tyler Davis? Otherwise, I think we should talk a little bit and I, I'll give you a minute. If you got anything mm-hmm. else on Tyler Davis of some news of the day uh, from Packer land, but before we do that, any closing thoughts on Tyler? Not just, that was a joy. I was really holding out, hoping we'd be able to get him on the fact that he was able to come on. It was so generous with his time. I mean, just, you know, it, how cool is that? That was, that was a really good one for us. Yeah. And you called it early. Um, you spotted it right away. Uh, I think the first game he was playing, you just, Dane, you texted me and said, Tyler Davis, man. Uh, So I give you kudos. Like it took me a minute, but uh, you, you could see right off the bat. So um, I think that was the first for real. I'm not joking that like saw that guy and we were like, that guy can ball. So it's, it's fun to watch him grow and that he, he, you know, was generous enough to come on our pod too. It's pretty cool. For sure. For sure. So um, let's, Let's talk a little bit about Jair Alexander, man. How about that? Uh, Did that come out of nowhere or what? We were hoping that this would happen at some point, but those things normally don't come out of nowhere like that. And it seemed like the Packers just all of a sudden come in and we've got a a big extension for Jair Alexander. So, Dane, what was your first reaction when you heard that news? Absolute relief. 
Uh, let's get Jair under contract. He's a young, great cornerback. Uh, it completely solidifies that starting three now. And I mean, Jair's as good as it gets. I mean, think about how much better this Packers season could have been with Jair last year. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, the only time that we saw Jair, Razul, and Stokes on the field at the same time was that playoff game where they just made the 49ers offense look like a, a middle school team. Um, so uh, I, I'm uh, so ecstatic to, to see Jair getting the what he's due, I think. He's the highest paid corner in the league, but he's a great corner and he does it all. He's not just a cover guy. He makes tackles. He steps up in the run game. He flies all over the field. Um, you, you know, I've seen people say, oh, how can you pay the guy that much money? You pay great players, especially young, great players. He's a young, great player. He's got a great mindset. He's a leader on that defense. So huge signing for the Packers. It makes them so much better. And it frees up about $6 million in cap space for this season that I have a feeling the Packers still might use. I think they will. Um, I have no idea exactly how they will, but I, I agree. I, Dane, what does it mean for this defense now? Just oh. after that draft, we shore up the defensive line, both free agency and the draft. Um, looks like we've got the middle of our, our second level of our defense set for years to come. And we've got three stud cornerbacks locked up for a minimum of three more seasons. It's 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 really an exciting time to think about what this defense could be capable of and what they could grow into uh, over this next season or two. Right, they're young, fast, and nasty. This is a cornerback room that a few years ago we were going. What are we going to do? We spent so much draft capital at this in this cornerback room. We spent so much time and energy. They have not all been hits over the years, but right now they've got a core of guys. They spent first round picks on Jair. They spent a first round pick on Stokes and they just, you know, got very fortunate that the Cardinals didn't understand what they had in Razul Douglas and, you know, a savvy GM uh, with an eye for, for picking first round corners. And, and then, you know, here we are with, with Razul. It just, it completely solidifies a premium position in the NFL with the, how fast uh, and the rules for wide receivers at this point, where receivers seem to have every single advantage in the book at the NFL level, to have three top-tier guys that can all interchangeably play the slot or get outside, it just makes this defense exceedingly unpredictable um, for opposing offenses. I love the signing. It just it, it really solidifies what we needed here on defense. Yeah, you know what I'm most excited about? And I don't say this lightly, Dane. But I legit could see Jair taking it to the next level where he becomes that Charles Woodson yeah. level playmaker out there for this Packers defense. I don't want to put too much pressure on him because you already said he's the best corner in the NFL. So he doesn't have that much more to prove in that regard. But with the guys that they have on this defense, they can allow moving him around, he might be able to freelance and just become that legit playmaker that can confuse opposing quarterbacks. They don't, they may not know exactly where Jair Alexander is going to be on the field and where he's going. Um, I mean, communication will be paramount, but I, I think if you have the ability to free someone up like that, um, I, I th that's something that can take a defense from being good to great. Yeah. In a hurry. And when you look at great defenses in the NFL, 
they have premium generational talent playing on that back end. And I, I don't know that Jair's done quite that yet, mm-hmm. but I do think he has the ability to do that. And with, with these moves that they've done, um, I think he's going to have the opportunity to potentially do that. And, and so Packer fans should be very, very, very excited about this news and, and what this could mean for this defense. Yeah, and Wags, I mean, the Packers are a savvy front office. They very, I don't remember them paying guys for what they've done. They pay guys for what they think they're going to do. The Packers have complete confidence that Jair Alexander is going to take it to the next level. I think they, I, I legit think the Packers think they have a future Hall of Fame cornerback in Jair Alexander. And that's why they're doing what they're doing. They're not letting him leave. For sure. For sure. So Dane, any other thoughts here? Um, I think uh, just closing up, um, but want to thank Tyler Davis again for joining us. That was a really cool interview. And uh, so folks stay tuned. Uh, We'll one of these days get around to our undrafted free agency breakdown. Uh, We've been bringing some different content here with a couple of players that were ready to jump on. So we could not turn that down. Uh, but undrafted free agency breakdown, um, one of my favorite episodes every year. So uh, we've got that to look forward to, and that should be coming up soon as well. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks for listening. Thanks again, Tyler Davis. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, just thanks everybody for for following along every week with us. For sure. So be legendary and go pack. Go. go. Pack, go. Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport, and I'll leave the wish of good luck. Only thing I will say.